0: Once upon a morning, there was a freshly brewed McCafe coffee. It was made with 100% Arabica beans, yet something was missing. Fear not, in the distance, a sausage McMuffin with egg rides toward the sunrise in quest for breakfast. The perfect pair met at McDonald's, and mornings were happy forever after. Right now, get a $1 small coffee and a $2 sausage McMuffin with egg from the 123 dollars menu. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Streaking the Lawn podcast. I'm back. My name is Pierce. Happy to be here with Caroline as usual. Caroline, how's it going?
2: Hey, it's good. Welcome back. I'm happy you're here, and I don't have to do as much heavy lifting.
1: Mm-hmm. Happy to do it. And uh, we have a new a new entry into the <laughs> Streaking the Lawn podcast uh, roster. We've got Sarah from StreakingTheLawn.com. Sarah, how is it going?
0: Doing great, happy happy to join the the podcast team for the first time.
1: Absolutely, twenty nineteen got a lot to talk about. I would say uh, in our bowl game, big win, sweeping the Gamecocks in our basketball football, football series. series, and uh, we've got ACC basketball play right around the corner. So let's talk yeah. about the big bowl game. I mean, I don't know that I've watched a game. Start to finish, uh, the UVA looked so complete and so dominant. Might be a stretch, but just that they were executing everything they wanted to do at a at a pretty darn high level from uh, you
0: know all four quarters on. Sarah, what what were you? How hype were you? It, it, you know, it's it was crazy because just about everything that they wanted to happen happened. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Bronco is emphasizes that Jordan Ellis gets over a hundred yards. You got, I think it was 106. Perkins was dynamic as always, on the ground through the air. Um, the secondary was the secondary. Uh even the O line, I thought, you know, did a pretty good job against the N S E defensive yes. line. So there was there wasn't really too much to complain about. Yeah. I, mean, just, I think <laughs> we're gonna be hard pressed <laughs> to find some.
2: It was literally like a Hasise getting a little fancy carrying it fumble away from being clo- or a missed field goal, but away from being like a yeah. perfect game, honestly, because yeah. like, I think dominate is a fine word for it. There were definitely a couple of plays or some times in the game where South Carolina looked like they were finally getting their shit together and like building up some momentum, and Virginia came up with some big stops, whether it was turnover on downs or interceptions. Mm-hmm. That really puts up a way, but it was still a matter of getting it done when they needed to um and it just was just about a complete a complete game from everybody yep. it was fantastic like I don't even know what to say like <laughs> it was awesome I mean we haven't even talked like we did in that Olamide was phenomenal <laughs> like,
1: yeah yeah, it was I don't really think fun he ran see. the
2: same route
1: twice. <laughs> it was really fun to see so many of the seniors wow. have big moments. I mean, that's that's really what you want in a bowl yeah. game, right? Is yeah. is sending them off well? And most of them, if if not all of the the major uh, impactful players uh, for the Who's in their final game had bright spots. Uh, Tim Harris having yes. another interception was awesome. Obviously, Day uh thornhill was great uh with his own interception i mean it it was just cool (laughs) cool to see cool to celebrate it was a feel-good moment which we all know we try and relish (laughs) yeah
2: absolutely
1: you know when the opposite moments come it's it's i
2: was joking about it but i thought about it longer um for those of you listening, when we go to write stories, there's our photo editor that we click on and then search the sport and it comes up with our you know, Getty or USA Today photos from the wire. So I started writing year, I don't know, 2010? No, 12, somewhere in there. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Every single year that I've written for Streaking the Law, which is now going on seven years, um, the off-season for football, when you, whenever you open it, <laughs> was just depressing photos. It was tech celebrating with the Commonwealth Cup. It was the military bowl, post pictures. So most of it was tech celebrating with the Commonwealth Cup, because and that's just kind of- Because there was no When I game. started, yeah, there were no bowl <laughs> games. And now you open it and it's Elamide with this huge smile on his face holding a trophy. And it's mm-hmm. Bronco with his arm around Bryce, uh, for some reason still holding his play card. <laughs> <laughs> holding it in his mouth. Like I don't know if he realized that he was gonna be photographed. But <laughs> <And laughs> now the play cards all over the internet. Um it's
0: a, it's a nice contrast from when I first joined to seeing all the, the basketball pictures too. Right, exactly. <laughs> like
2: think thank goodness for Tony's A P award, because that oh filled, gosh. that filled the one section for the off season. So I was like, At least it's yeah. Tony with a huge trophy sitting on a table. But yeah, and that's something that you could just see the excitement and the pure happiness. And these are guys that like Chris peace, like he had a great game too, a couple, you know, helped with us mm-hmm. with a sack and was just all over the place. He started the new standard moniker phrase or whatever you want to call it hashtag. And these guys, I'm not saying that the guys before them didn't put in time and effort and work. Cause they absolutely did. And that's the stuff that lays foundation for things like this. Um, but to see guys like Jordan Ellis and a who were, one year into their college career when Bronco takes over and bought in and worked their asses off. And this is, it paid off and these guys get to celebrate with a win on the way out. And I just, I cannot get over just how fun that is. Winning is fun y'all. Let's do it more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it it is a really important win for the Who's in general because of that program uh, defining or year defining uh, victory over a name brand team, over an SEC team, and in dominant shutout fashion, but also considering that the regular season ended pretty poorly. And obviously, we've talked about all the games, but looking back at that last stretch, I mean, that's losses to Pitt, Georgia Tech, and Virginia Tech with a win against Liberty. But, you know... I guess that <laughs> that's a minor bright spot. Anyway, my point being, if had they lost this, that would have been losing your last four games against major competition and, and really derailing some of the momentum and that's how, what we're used to seeing it's a, you know it was, it was not the yeah. first time we would have seen them win some games early and, and in the middle of the season and have a lot of hope and then and falter in november so it just does a little bit better of a job of wrapping up a successful season to one yeah. that, that almost everyone would probably say is a success certainly the number of wins is something uh the most optimist optimistic of, of UBA fans we're calling for this many. So I, how much momentum do you think it takes into next year, particularly considering who's coming back? Sayer.
0: Yeah. I mean, also just, just, just quickly. Mm-hmm. The, other, the flip side to that is the first thing I thought of was, wow, the last two regular season games were both overtime losses. Imagine if they had gotten the 10 wins, which was yeah. I mean, so realistic. Yeah. But, um, I mean, obviously, the, the announcement that Bryce Hall is returning is just incredible. Um, most of, the, I think, it's eight defensive starters are coming back. So, is, yeah. So yeah, which is you know amazing because they were solid all year. Um, I think they definitely have the chance to be even better uh, next year. They might, and finally, they're not going to be picked last to finish in the finish in the coastal. For, uh, for <laughs> um, no but i i think for the first time in some time there are definitely going to be some expectations yeah
2: it's i think this is a huge momentum builder and it's so exciting for all the things that sayer just said um bryce hall coming back is ginormous when he said the um he had made a decision and was going to announce it after the bowl. So it didn't like the track attention or anything. I think a lot of people, including myself thought like, Oh, it must mean he's going and that's fine because he's outstanding and like, go get that money. That's that's, that's great. Um, so for him to come back and to have made that decision and it sounds like they talked to the right folks about it and got good input and he wants to finish what he started. And that's this secondary is going to be one of the best in the country. Cause even when you lose a guy like Juan Thornhill, you bring like Joey Blunt is right there to step up and make plays. And um, so it's easy to be excited about that. And you look at what uh, coach Soto did with four uh, linemen available for that game. Right. He's going to have eight at his disposal, including guys like uh, Juwan Briggs coming in, who is just one of the most, I'm really excited about what he brings to the team and what he can do, especially in a position of need. Um, And then you look at, the guy like Bryce Perkins returning is so exciting and so fun. Yeah. I think his decision making down the stretch he just continued i thought to get better and more consistent as the season yeah. went on. Definitely.
0: Um,
2: and and so that it's hard not to get excited when you couple returning players with incoming class being the best the Broncos had with a favorable schedule which sounds weird to say considering there's a road trip to South Bend and Florida State coming to town. But when you look at what the schedule shakes out, what it looks like, it looks like it could be a really they, – they could be favored in almost, I think, 10 of the games, which is insane. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: They're 2-10 and 10 just three years ago. Two years.
2: <laughs> I know. It's it's unbelievable, yeah. and it's so exciting. And there's still work to be done, and, and the players and Coach Mendenhall have obviously said that. Like, they're not where they want to be yet. Yeah. Um, which makes this even more exciting. Right? <laughs> I don't but,
1: know. And I think there's uh, there's correct cynicism, whether it's right to be cynical, but, you know, the, the cynics who say, like, bowl games are, are meaningless. Like, in, in a lot of ways, they are. For I mean, sure. <laughs> and to a lot of teams... Um, they're completely meaningless because a lot of teams don't show up. You know? Well, apparently all the um, SEC teams.
2: They don't yeah. lose any games that they were excited for.
1: <laughs> and I, honestly, maybe that's something South Carolina was doing because, again, they weren't doing much of anything. Except but talking yeah, shit. It, yeah, it was really in in a perfect spot to benefit from this bowl game and a bowl mm-hmm. because of that. Added momentum because of that ability to to sort of point at the growth and point at the, the the results are coming and and you know the win total is increasing every year i mean it 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 really is going to be valuable i think in the off season to end on a high note um which like we said uh, hasn't been the case in in a while so uh our, we have a tradition on here, Sarah, to hand out uh, three stars like hockey games um, for uh, for the football game. So uh, I know we've we've rattled off many many stars, but why don't we officially let you start things with your your first star of the podcast?
0: Well, I hate to go with the with the obvious one, it's but okay. I guess it's 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 got to be Lamade. All right, hundred yards, just really fantastic all year so consistent um you know a few games here and there he had a few less catches but he was he was incredible all year um absolutely. also capping it off with three touchdowns was great and i think he's an underrated um nfl prospect too i think he's, he's yeah
1: really absolutely you wonder where that speed speed and size combination fits in uh professionally but that's probably something we'll hear about uh throughout the spring for sure uh caroline who's getting your star
2: there are so many deserving
1: players and i'm gonna (laughs) anyone you don't pick it means you don't like them remember (laughs)
2: it's true and they're all listening and
1: And their moms are all listening
2: grandmothers yeah they're gonna put me on like their bulletin board the grandmother bulletin board um i am going to go with tim harris because oh Oh, i'm
1: so (laughs) mad
2: feel free you can jump i i will let you add whatever stuff i don't cover that you think you can still have your own star but I, i just think I mean the kid was in the program for six years. He worked his ass off, and again, none of this is ever to say that other people didn't or whatever. There were so many times that he could have packed it in um wrist injury after other injuries and you know he just worked hard and came back and he, there were times he had a battle back for his position against Darius Braden, and he closed out really, really strong. There were times early in his career where he was a little bit of a liability on the secondary um and to see him, the, the interception was great, but the play that really stood out to me that I like, shouted and scared the dogs in my parents' place <laughs> was the play right before Juan Thornhill's interception, and he played perfect defense mm-hmm. on the South Carolina receiver in the end zone. It would have been a sure touchdown, and he got his hand in there. He was in the right position. He turned his head around, and he got that hand up there and knocked it out. And they went to the sideline guy, I think like right after that play. And he was like, I was right down there on the field, like right next to that. And I can't even explain to you like how athletic that was. Like, (laughs) and it just, to me, he sums up just like what I love about Virginia football right now. And it's the hard work and the dedication and seeing results. He's just one of the people I could not be happier for within
1: this situation yeah yeah you stole all mine uh <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no I just you know it's the same the same thing we always bring up about Tim is um is uh, i think he he's a a, a podcast favorite or street in the lawn favorite for sure. Yeah. Um, so awesome to see him, and on such a feel good note. But uh, fine, I'll go with um. You know, I'm gonna go with not a senior. Uh, even though we we love the seniors, I think we've talked them up. But I'm gonna go with Bryce Perkins just because I really was impressed. Um, uh, by some of those throws, <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just just some some jaw dropping plays. Um, and, oh,
2: I'm third catch, yeah, that pass and catch. I was like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I it it was just nice to see confidence executed well in throws. And so when you you know you talk quarterbacking and you want to see some of that gunslinger vibe, but then does that turn into poor decisions, poor throws? And we saw some of that throughout the year. We didn't see any of that really uh, against USC. So hopefully, it bodes well uh, for next year.
0: And I I feel like that was kind of one of the biggest developments of the season was his ability to start throwing the ball and at the beginning of the year he's always going to be electric on the ground but he was always kind of looking to run the ball and there really sure. against Virginia Tech and then in the Buck pole too he he just threw the ball a lot better he was more he looked like he, looked like he was more confident out there
2: yeah Absolutely. in the pocket it looked like there were obviously a couple plays that some happens whatever in throughout the course of the football game but the o line like sayer mentioned a little bit earlier Gave him just about everything he needed it on every play. <laughs> like there were no situations, maybe one or two where he had to, like, run out and scramble out of the pocket. um But he just there. I love that. That's one of the things I love about some of the pictures from this game. There's like him in the pocket, like stoic, standing up, and the, the blue on blue on blue look really. Anyway, they're really great pictures. Like, bah. and it's just him like surveying, like as Oz is destroying his you know coverage <laughs> like <laughs> running three different routes on the same play to get open for a touchdown like yeah it was a really really nice game for him and i was really happy to see him bounce back after the tough ending to the tech game too
0: absolutely the other, the other person that just to add one more here was, <laughs> yeah sure you can have as many stars <laughs> four, as you want Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> um jordan ellis too you know i, I think i said he had 106 yards on the ground i think he kind of personified this new movement for virginia football too because well let's see he got the first number three years in a row
1: yeah yeah um,
0: yeah so it was really nice to see him go out on a on a high note Absolutely. um and they and random,
2: the yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is nice which ties into what i was going to say is mm. not a star but a, a shout out for uh dr nye and the play calling I think across the board, Virginia was extraordinarily prepared um, for this game, and the offensive scheme and plan that they had going into it was just about perfect, I think. So I think it was a really nice mix of they were pretty even on um, rushing and passing, and um, they kept South Carolina's defense on their toes with some of the looks they gave them. I thought he did a really nice job
1: absolutely uh looking at the box score, only one thing sticks out to me is that joe reed only had one uh catch on the day so just weird to see a quiet okay but i guess you you got the lead you run the ball not an and oz is catching everything yeah. And, yeah. You know, so uh anyway not, not a concern obviously
2: yeah it's like one of those things like if kyle has a really good game and shoots really well in basketball then you're like hmm. Tied didn't have a lot of points you're like well sometimes very you gotta true. go with that with the hot hand
1: um, very true and uh i guess excellent segue uh <laughs> to talking about the basketball team uh who's continued to be hot they're 12 and 0 yes sir uh, Coaches is number one Somewhere in the AP, who cares? Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> they actually fell to number two this week in the coaches poll. Oh did
1: they? Well, it makes no oh, sense. Wow. Shows how much <laughs> I actually care about polls. Yeah, but, people
2: always uh, are like, Yeah, but they're this in the in the coaches poll. And I was like, uh I so don't
1: care it just, I just
2: updated yeah. with number one. I was like, Oh, by the way. Yeah, four in the AP, uh, which that's fine. Cool. Um You sound yeah. upset. No, I'm not at all. <laughs> because everyone, like we've talked endlessly, and Paul and I talked yeah, about the schedule, <laughs> <laughs> about the non-conference schedule. So there is some doubt, whatever. Um,
0: Doesn't matter because we're getting ACC play going.
2: Exactly, and the thing that's I have to step back sometimes and say, "Er, as a youngin, you don't." This is where you have to listen to us olds because. <laughs> When Pierce and I were in school, (laughs) Uh, we were not this good, (laughs) and we were not this good consistently. Um, So I think I have definitely taken for granted sometimes. Like, I look at it, and they're like, there's only four undefeated teams. And, yes, the schedule wasn't crazy, but even five years ago, three years ago, Virginia would have lost one of those or could lose one of those. You know what I mean? Like, they beat everybody that they were supposed to beat handily. Like, there was not – like and I, I'm a big pro Michigan. Like I think they're really, really good. One of the top five teams. They had a five point game with Binghamton, who's like a three thirty plus on Ken Palm with nine minutes left at home. They, honestly, like, they've they
1: really at Michigan. I you know I still think Michigan is is a good team, but yeah. their recent play has not, not been convincing. what it was. Uh, it's
2: but, not been convincing, I guess is yeah, what it is. Yeah. Like, so I look at it as like they went on the road to two power five teams and pick up those wins mm-hmm. and they was South Carolina. Great. No Maryland. I think that will still hold up to be a pretty quality win at the end of things. Mm-hmm. And then won another, you know, preseason tournament thing, whatever you want to call it, um, against Wisconsin, Wisconsin has had some weird losses. Um, Western Kentucky being the worst one, <laughs> but, uh, that's a top, top 20 win. And that, and that is what it is like going 12 and oh is hard. um, and I kind of have to step back sometimes and tell
0: myself, like, this is a pretty big deal. <laughs> that's cool. Absolutely. Like, that's they're not something
2: to take for granted.
0: <laughs> they just Yeah, I, well, that's the problem. People, people think they can take it for granted. and right. you know, <laughs> Step back and realize only three other teams are still.
2: Under- yeah, and you're like, Well, it's because the schedule's been really easy. Like, yeah, but they took care of everything. <laughs> the off, they're one of two teams in the country that are top five efficiency on both sides of the ball, or top ten efficiencies on both sides of the ball, mm-hmm. them and Duke. Like, that's it. It's good and going. that is not bad. Yeah, exactly. Um, the ACC play is obviously going to tell us a ton. And the beginning of ACC play is going to tell us a shit ton because they play three top ten teams in the first five games. Um, yeah. And that's – their opening stretch is brutal because even mm-hmm. the two games that aren't against top ten competition are on the road. Sorry, mm-hmm. Boston College is at home and Clemson is on the road. Clemson on the road is not easy. Especially East if they the win the national, yeah. Is it that was yeah, right? Okay, okay. Um, so Tech Tech and yeah. yeah, sorry, Tech and Florida State. So those two top ten ones are at home. Yeah. Um, and then Duke on the road, Boston College and Clemson on the road. Not in that order, but um, but that bo- that Clemson one's no joke. We of course again are facing them potentially on the Saturday after they win the national championship, which is when they do the parade.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good timing. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so this is the second time in three years <laughs> would, that would have been the case uh, if they win. Interesting. Um, It did not have a huge factor the last time. If I, remember. I mean, Virginia won the game, but um, it's still kind of I think of it might
0: have been beforehand last time. I could be wrong. Mm. I don't the know. Parade,
2: the parade I was the morning. I did not write this
0: down.
1: <laughs>
2: I think the parade was the morning of the game, if I remember correctly. Okay. Gotcha. Um, And so they were like, basically, we're going to do this parade, and then everybody come to the arena and watch us play number five or whatever number ten Virginia, um, I think if I'm remembering correctly. Um, but anyway, yeah, Florida State is going to be. They're just long in an. Yeah,
1: FSU. Um, taking a look at them, uh, they're twelve and one. The stats I've seen, like whether it be the ESPN thing or the the K-POM thing, uh, really do do not give the Seminoles a chance. Uh, which is odd, you know, because they're number nine in the country, right. and and they usually play UVA pretty tough. I think, you know, if if you wanted to point to why, I, I don't know, they've they they they've given up a lot of points to bad teams. Um, Winthrop isn't bad. But scored seventy six on them last night. Uh yeah, 81. and that was
2: a close game too. North Florida, yeah. Yeah.
1: uh seventy one to Yukon, you know, maybe I I don't know. I I don't see anything that sticks out as like an issue, and that's why obviously they're ranked so highly. But I,
0: I think I think they're a little more balanced this year. Um mm-hmm. I wanna say, yeah, Terrence Mann leads them in scoring. I, feel like I love him so much. I'm team. sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's having a little. He averages a little bit more than thirteen a game. Um, they've had some solid wins. They beat what is it? I remember they beat Purdue to save the ACC in the Big Ten Challenge. And yeah, they beat but then they they also randomly lost to a, a kind of up and down Villanova team. Yeah, so, I don't know, we'll they, see. they
2: opened the season with a dominating twenty-one point win right. over Florida, which is a mm-hmm. number sixteen on Ken Palm right now. So like comparable to Wisconsin when Virginia played them or where Wisconsin's been. Um, that was jarring, I think, to me when I saw that result. I was like, what? Um, but they've got – yeah, It's it, they're hard to read. They're always just so long, and they're consistent is what I feel like. Like their offense and their defense are right in the top 25. Um, they're just – they're going to be tough to guard. Uh, yeah, this might be a game that is really difficult – Or I don't know. I mean, David Nichols is 6'1". He's their shortest guy, and he's a significant contributor. Like, that's the only guy that really you can put Kihei Clark on in this game. So I'm curious to see if they do – honestly, if they do more with Jay Huff because Tony did play him a lot earlier against Marshall, and he had a pretty good game. Um, But they're going to have to go big a lot because they always
0: have a huge dude, which is – Christ. Every, yeah they always seem seven four kuma I think kuma j is seven four yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is absurd so good luck jack um
1: they have a handful of guys who shoot the three well uh, yeah. including phil koffer is is recently back um playing for him and Right now, he's shooting 57% from three, so that's pretty good. Yeah, he's only wow.
2: taken seven, so that's – yeah. yeah. Been our, yeah. Like he's been there for like 10 years. He's like yeah. that guy this year. Um,
0: but
1: Walker, Nichols, and Mann all shoot above 42%. Yeah. So, I mean uh,
0: – They're only shooting at a, about a 35% clip so far. Yeah. It doesn't seem like they're taking a ton of threes a game, which was yeah. kind of the case last year, and that's how we got – I remember UVA was down – I want to say ten points at halftime yeah.
1: last year, and it was yeah. mostly from three point shooting. Gotcha. Yeah, I you know I like us at home, obviously, but it, this is going to be a huge, huge test, and uh, we're FSU to win. I, you know, I'm not going to be like shocked, <laughs> or you know, like uh, I think there's there's a, a, a easy chance to lose this game for uh, sure.
2: Yeah, and I think know, looking at those, well,
1: they should win.
2: Looking at those top- those three top ten games, and we'll talk about each one individually as they come up, whatever um but if they can win two of those, I'm happy um winning yeah. one if it's Duke great, <laughs> but if you <laughs> um i just it, it's just, like you said, it's gonna right out the gate, they gotta be ready, and I think they are like the guys are extraordinarily comfortable and confident not like in the cocky way or anything but like the typical like
1: (laughs) you can say (laughs) (laughs) if
2: kyle continues shooting like he did in the past couple games yeah it's going to be tough for teams to to stop virginia from scoring And, and obviously that sounds like duh obviously but i mean in the sense of like if kyle's shooting like that and you decide to like mark him tighter then you're giving ty and dre more space and they need to go hard in the lane like they have, but also be smart with it because there's been a few dumb turnovers in the lane in the past couple of games mm-hmm. that are only really the nitpicky things that I have where they've made Ty and, and Kihei had a couple mistakes in the last game where they kind of got in too far and then either tried something tricky and the other person wasn't ready or got stuck and had to like kind of chuck it out and turned it over um, against Florida state who is so long, like you can't, you can't just, you have to be able to finish at the rim or hit threes because they'll get in there and slap the ball away or block it. And there's a lot of trees in there. So
1: <laughs> draw
2: fouls or get the free throw line. I'm all for it. You know,
1: we're really going to see, you know, where is Hay with his hand yes. uh, against a, a much more capable lineup of guards. Uh, and we, we saw, marshall try and force the issue on that to some success uh not yeah, a lot it it seems <laughs> to be
0: not a ton but you can you can tell there's still and which is totally understandable he struggles a little bit going to his left still yeah so we'll see how tony handles that
2: i think marshall was actually a really nice test to finish and obviously virginia they're controlled that game
1: really bad
2: they were extremely they were extremely physical, though, like, when yeah. it came to – they were all over the body, like, bringing the ball down the court, like, playing defense. Sure. So, while the defense was uh, not good, uh, they did get very handsy at times, where I was like, <laughs> how is that – like, both hands on a player. So, I think it was a good test in the sense that Virginia had to figure out how to work around that and still – and they obviously – did that with ease, seeing as they scored a hundred points, which is basically like hell freezing over, and I love it.
1: To what degree um, is Kersey stealing that ball and running to the three-point line to jack up a three uh, unacceptable?
2: Zero percent, and here's why: because you'd see a lot if you just read the comments on like the ESPN post, mm. whatever. Like everyone's like, "This is bad karma. This is why you lose to UMBC." um marshall was pressing the walk-ons with their starter down 30 40 points whatever with a minute and a half left sure Um, and trying to dunk on the walk-ons in which case like if you're going to be doing that then you have to deal with the fact that they're going to try and get to 100 because it wasn't so much as like I think that had nothing really to do with Marshall. Like, that shot wasn't like, we're going to show you. It was like, we want to get to 100 because that would be cool. Like, it wasn't – and yeah. it would have been the same if it was anyone. So, as soon as they decided to keep pressing, especially with the backups and the walk-ons in, mm-hmm. like, you, and their coach made no reference to it. He didn't seem bad. Oh, yeah, bad. yeah. Like, no one – I thought maybe the, the mobbing him was a little excessive. but it was just kind of a fun thing, I think.
0: I I think a lot of it, you have to, it's based on context. Yes. Grant has had these, you know, crazy few weeks. So the fact that it was him and the fact that they were going for a hundred points on a night in which Tony was getting his 300th win. Yes. Mm -hmm. I I can understand circumstances where it's not acceptable, but that specific instance, it was fine. Yeah.
2: Did you hate it, Pierre? No, (laughs) no,
0: it didn't bother me. Um,
1: I. No, I, I I was delighted, but... I,
2: Writing I, angry emails to the administration? I don't
1: <laughs> think people who think it was bad form are, like, wrong. That's I j- don't care. <laughs> you know, it, was, you know, it was more funny than bad, which is how I make most of my decisions.
0: So,
2: <laughs> you know. Okay, so who do you think is the, like, most important piece at this
1: point? The most important player is Ty Jerome, and no one will convince me otherwise.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My kid's a baller, man.
0: It's it's crazy to see how much he's progressed since his freshman year, too. Yes, he's just become the the I think the pretty definite leader on this team, Mm -hmm. and I think you could argue. I'd probably say that Kyle. It's more important for him. In certain on, on certain occasions, to really get a shot going, sure. Ty is fundamental to the to the team's success. Yeah, I think and they,
1: yeah. They talk about it on uh, Titus and Tate, friends of the program, uh, <laughs> on their podcast a lot. But I think they are amused by how Dre is the best player, Ty is the most important player, Kyle yeah. <laughs> is the is the face of the program. You know. Yeah. When, when people think UBA, that's Kyle Guy, and that Jack Salt is the X Factor Glue Guy or whatever <laughs> they go you with know, the whole roster. Yeah. Uh, which is I mean, it it speaks to a team that plays its roles so, so well. And and when they're executing those roles, well, they're one of the best teams in the country. And that's what we've seen last year and this year is is just really defined responsibilities and it it turning into a a well-oiled machine so to speak Uh, i think we're still waiting for the dre takeover game uh there were flashes of that in some you know he's had his top scoring games this year for sure but i don't recall a moment like we saw in plenty of acc games last year where it was like oh we're on the ropes and Dre just goes, "I got this for a few plays." Yeah, Hopefully. and I think
2: those will those will come. It's there's the weird stuff with like non-con where I think yeah. sometimes it's hard to get in a groove because of other guys getting playing time or trying to finish. You know, figure out who's meshing and playing like tinkering with lineups. I, I have been more impressed with one of the things that I really like about Ty's game, and I, we knew he was capable of a big shot last year, but I almost. I almost trust him and Dre the same amount to go get a big shot when needed. So I like that it's less – last year I felt there was so much of when Virginia needed a big shot you had to go to Dre and he had to do something really awesome and and come up with that where I feel is more – and I don't even know if if that's even accurate, like how stuff played out, but that was kind of the feeling where I Mm -hmm. feel is now having other guys that can do that. Um, But having the three of them shooting over 40%, over 42% really – if you round up for Ty from three to start the season and 76% from the free throw line with yeah. Kyle's at 86%, Dre's at 83%. Like that's huge. And two guys that have really been, I think, outstanding, whether in a quiet way or a more obvious way in the last couple of days has been, um, Diakite, and, yeah. and Braxton Key had a really nice last couple games, very quietly, I think.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, he's played and shown more of that kind of dynamic thing that as he's getting more comfortable, people are like, oh, yeah, here's what Braxton brings to the mix.
0: Yeah, I think the uh, some of the role players, so to speak, had important last few games. I mean, you saw Jay Huff, obviously, but also Mamadi was – He was struggling a little bit there for a little while. and the last few games, I saw him grow to confidence a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, he had some good rebounds, some good shots. I think guys like that are important, especially when, you know, we talk about it all the time, Virginia has to go to a plan B or their version of a plan B. Yeah, Uh, They need guys like that to be confident.
1: Yeah, and those fouls in the front court are going to come. I mean, we're with the better yeah. competition, so it's yeah. going to be critical that E plays well, and critical that Jay Huff plays. You know, like just yeah. just a spell for a little bit, at the very least. Uh, so they got they they've they've had their chance to get that experience. Uh, you know, I know Jay hasn't played in everything, but uh, you wonder if the Marshall thing was a. Checking the lineups, checking the matchups. as Tony always says, or if it really there, maybe there was a little like, all right, here's your last tune-up before the big boys come. Uh, let's play them a lot and see how it goes.
2: So. I thought, yeah, in with Diakite, I talked to him after the game. He, you can see that stuff. Like Coach Bunner always talks about playing continuously. Yeah, and you can see him do. Like there was a sequence for Momedy where it was like, you know, a block into you know, a three-pointer and came back down and had, like, saved it from out of bounds. Like, just, like, a really, really good sequence where he just knew where he was at all times, knew where his teammates were. And you can see the confidence kind of growing. And they don't really care. I mean, guys probably care on some level about starting or not starting. Mm -hmm. But they they always say, like, you know, it doesn't matter. They get the minutes where they get the minutes, and they're happy to contribute. But just the, the last three games since he's kind of stepped up with Kihei out of the starting lineup, I thought he's been really good. Like that's what Virginia needs. They need him to do. They need him to be a big piece in order to do fancy stuff this year.
1: Absolutely.
2: I don't know what fancy yeah.
1: stuff. Yeah, fancy <laughs> stuff like winning. Yeah. We'll so, see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, let's see. So it's uh, Saturday at three p.m. Uh, mm-hmm. in Charlottesville. So uh, we'll, we'll hopefully start things off one and zero in the ACC and go from there. Uh, but we'll be back to talk about it regardless uh next week so stay tuned to that stay tuned to the blog uh for some more pre-game uh looks at fsu and uh until next week for the rest of us i'm pierce go hoots